And if I was Dabo, I would just say, you know what? Justin Fields needs to be in Atlanta. So deuces, I'm out. Dabo, come on down. Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. We got Todd Brooks in the house. How are you, my friend? On this special 50th episode, uh, season or anniversary man how are you man happy new year stan um just watching um some college bowl games right now awesome matchup on tv right this very second love this time of the year ready to get this last falcons game over with too and end this thing yeah so as soon as we can end it and it's crazy by the way we just started this thing we i mean i feel like the I know as as tumultuous as the season has been, but us doing these podcasts, man, I feel like all of a sudden we're at fifty. I mean, that's that's such a big mile marker, and I and I appreciate you you jumping on and spending some time, at, you know, during your week to to jump on and talk about these birds, even though there hasn't been much positivity, as much positivity as when I envision this podcast i was like oh man they're gonna be in the thick we're gonna talk about playoff matchups it's gonna be so fun and it has not been uh playoff matchups maybe playoff matchups for other people but not for us so uh thanks for thanks for coming on and, and being committed and and, and running with us man I, I appreciate you yeah sure i mean it can be tough at times you know because the season has been lost since permission started and and we've been here every week. We've been dedicated. We've been dedicated. That there was hope, and then after zero and two happened, you're like, if zero and three happens, I'm gonna just. There's no way. Uh, and then it happened. I mean, it just kept happening and happening. And then that was in early in the season. Not to get into a season review because we'll do that next week. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episodes. We'll do a season uh, in review of what the world happened and where it went off the rails, but. The early in the in the in the season was the 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 Cowboys game and the Bears game, and those mm-hmm. two right there were just like just dagger in the heart, and that was just tough to deal with. So anyway, yeah, yeah, we, we were so mad at we were so mad at those games. Well, I can't remember which one we did the emergency broadcast for. I think that was the Bears game. Yeah, we did an emergency broadcast that night because we were yeah. so we were distraught so, over the loss. And there was, and I'm glad we waited on one. I think it was the Cowboys game. We wait. I was, dude. I, Carol knows. I, my wife knows. She was. I was mad, and Carol was like, uh, "Are you okay? Like, n- this is not the way. Like." this should be going but anyway uh yeah so we're gonna look ahead on this episode to the upcoming matchup where uh tampa bay buccaneers versus the atlanta falcons and the it is an away game i believe because they played their last home game against the bucks yeah. two weeks ago and so two weeks ago, it just happened we're, we're we're just talking about it again already two weeks ago we did it we're gonna do it again and nothing much has changed other than no. um there are some interesting nuggets on how to beat tampa bay uh tampa bay has lost uh how many times have they lost today this year 
They've lost five times. Five times. Five times. They were eight and five. Now they're 10 and five. Okay. So they're 10 and five now. And there's an interesting nugget I found that the, the, all five of the, the Falcon or all five of the Tampa Bay losses, the Tom Brady's been sacked 12 times in those, all those games. And he's been hit 13% of his dropbacks. Um, there's a lot of pressure in all. So the, the common denominator of all five of those games was lots of pressure. And he was even, you know, he's given up, he's thrown five interceptions in those five games. So uh, that's right. the key of, of beating Tom Brady. That's just easy. Just doubt. But, but how, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can do it, but not everybody can do it. But the thing is, I mean, how many of those sacks did New Orleans get? Because, you know, they had those two games where they opened the season against Tampa and, and they beat them in a relatively close game. But then they just blew the doors off of them in another game and they dominated it. And I think a majority of those sacks probably happened in that game. Probably. I remember that now too. So uh, that might be some skewed information, but uh, uh, Tom has been shown that he can, can be mortal. How about that narrative of who's doing better? Like that's going to be a season you're talking about, like doing a season review. As soon as you step onto, you know, on the other side of the season and the postseason begins, you got, you know, Matt, uh, Tom Brady, he's right now, he is sitting at like 4,200 yards, 36 touchdowns and 11 picks, a one-on-one passer rating. And then you've got Bill Belichick granted not playing with the best of quarterback and Bill Belichick has not thrown an NFL pass, but his team has, is, is falling apart. Bill Belichick, I mean, the Patriots, they're going to have a losing record for the first time in oodles. I don't know their actual stats i'm making stuff up but they they they're bad yeah that's a team that you're gonna see draft a quarterback i don't think they're gonna put jared stidham back there and try to have it they would have done that this year if they were and i don't think they're bringing cam newton back so i think they're definitely in the market for quarterback they could be a trade partner with somebody yeah what if but i that would be just like bill belichick to not like he he'll trade for a veteran. Like, couldn't you see him trade for, you know, some like wily veteran that like has a good arm is thrown for like 4,500 yards pretty much every season in his career, you know, um, got it, got a mantra of coming back and stuff. And wouldn't you think he would want his services? I mean, I mean, he would, but, I mean, ultimately, he knew that Tom Brady had to move on. They weren't getting along there toward the end of Tom Brady's tenure no. in New England. Like, it was kind of a, a battle of divas there the last two or three seasons that Tom Brady was there. I think there was question marks even the past two or three years whether he was going to come back for the next season. And, by the way, I've got that stat for you, New Orleans versus yes. Tampa Bay. In the two games, Tampa Bay gave up six sacks to them. So, half the sacks are against New Orleans. Well, there you go, man. And by the way, I wasn't talking about Tam. I wasn't talking about Tom Brady. I was talking about Matt Ryan. If the, if uh, if New England traded for Matt Ryan. Oh, New England traded for Matt. Ryan. Okay, yeah. I yeah. Was confused by your. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I mean, I could see. I could see New England being interested in that potentially. It depends on where they are salary cap wise, because I don't know where they are in the with the cap. But uh, I could see that. I mean, we talked about that in a previous podcast when we were with the. Uh, 
with Chris and we were with Zach and, and we mentioned that. And, you know, we talked about how he would love to go back home to Boston and play for new England. Yeah. Good so, point. I forgot. All right. So in this matchup, the Falcons are in t- nothing's really changed in this matchup. I mean, other no. than, other than the, the, the buck have the bucks clinched right now. The bucks would be, hang on. I, I got it pulled up right here. Where would the Bucks? Who would the Bucks be playing in the playoffs? I got the playoff picture right here. The Bucks. All right, here goes the playoffs. Number one seed currently is Packers. Number two seed, New Orleans Saints. Three seed, Seattle Seahawks. Number four seed, surprise, surprise, Washington Football Team. That's strange to say. Yeah, but that's but that's a that's a crap seeding thing. The, the NFL needs to do something about that anyway. I mean, honestly, I feel like just I know this is not about the Falcons. But we're kind of going off on a tangent here but I, I think it's important to address this i don't think the divisional champion should be guaranteed a spot if there are other teams with better records that are going to miss the playoffs because they're in another division but they might be fourth in that division i, I think that is wrong to do that yeah i agree uh there's uh i think it should do like the nfl or the nba does the nba your division matters but it doesn't matter that much so um you would have in the NBA. It's the top eight play, eight teams go. It doesn't matter what division you can have in your entire division. Make it if you. I don't know if that's statistically possible, but it's feasible to have all you know all four of your teams in the division play. But yeah, I think because you got. I mean, there's been years, several several years of you know this this it might be one of the worst teams record wise to get into the playoffs. Six, you know, six wins. And then you have an 11 win team miss the playoffs because they're the third fiddle in their division. So, yeah. Uh, now, I don't uh, think you have anything like that. And I think maybe the Bears would be an example of a team that, you know, they have to win, but they would have more wins than Washington right. if they do get left out of the playoffs. So, that would be a case where I think you should move the Bears in the playoffs and just toss the NFC East team out because it's not really fair to those teams that play tougher competition within their divisions all year. Meanwhile, Washington gets to feast on just teams are crap. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Okay. So then number five is Tampa Bay. That's what I was really getting yeah, at. Yeah. And they did clinch. I mean, they're in. They, okay. For sure. All right. Yeah. So, and then I read, I read an article like before we got on to the airwaves is they're not resting anybody. They're going for it. So, um, here we go. We're going to see in a, I, I don't know if I would, I probably would say elite elite run defense, but this is an, a legit playoff defense, and that's going to be the biggest matchup because I think the Falcons um, might struggle again against that defense. Um, well, they did it, the first time. They, they did the first time. And listen, the Falcons, if they come out and they run the style play they ran against Kansas, although I thought it was a really good strategy for Kansas City, I do not think it would be a good strategy against Tampa Bay. You need to come out throwing that ball against Tampa Bay in order to have a chance to win because they're not going to allow you to run. I mean, yeah, attempted a few times, but you're not going to be able to run against that defense. Right. Um, so they got, although the game was, you know, we chronicled that. It was a little closer than like statistics. Like, yeah, but it was, but the Falcons still didn't run the ball well. You go back and look at the stats. I think the Falcons only had like 36 yards rushing. Yeah, and that's... It was, it was terrible. That's pitiful. Like, so... Um, so, but um, Matt Ryan could be could be poised to have another. I won't say like a 
big game, but a bounce back game because he's been all over the place of his QBR. Uh, so his last dude, just check this out. I dug this up. His last five games, Q quarterback rating. Uh, and I don't know the corresponding teams. I could probably look it up real quick. So the last one, two, three, right, one, two, three, four, five. So starting with the Raiders. So Ra- Raiders, 112 passer rating. Saints, 45. Yeah, Char- it was bad in both the Saints games. Chargers, 75. Bucks, well, the previous at 80. And then, mm-hmm. and then, I think it's the Chiefs at 57. So mm-hmm. I don't, and I didn't think of that low, but yeah. So he's, he's just not have been consistent. And it's not, I mean, it's a lot. He gets shouldered a lot of that. I mean, that's, you know, he's got, he's back there throwing the ball still. So, but uh, he's not been helped out a lot. But yeah, I got, I think he's going to have a bounce back, bounce back game. I don't know. I just, I got a good feeling that he's going to, he's going to throw for a bunch and then end on a high note, all that stuff. So I don't know. I feel pretty good about this game. And they better not win though. You you felt good. Yeah. Let's not, we're not going to beat Tampa. Look, we can't beat them in Atlanta. I know there's no fans in the stadium. We're going to go down to Tampa. We're going to still lose the game. Tampa's just playing for seeding at this point. They're in the playoffs, but they would like to get a home game in the playoffs. So they're going to do their best to try to win the game. They have something to play for. Yeah, and the Falcons have something to lose for. So, uh, right, yeah, let's yeah, keep that, that draft pick. Yeah, let's let's keep that draft pick. So, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I didn't look this up because I don't want it to happen. So I just try not to think about it. Um, but what if the Falcons win this game? Like what? Like what? What happens? Like how far? Well, if- how far down do they slide? I uh, don't think they go too far. Let me look at the standings here. Cause, yeah, go look at the standings. Okay, so right now we're so we're four eleven right now. I mean, Detroit's five and ten. I guess if they won a game and you want, you'd be tied with them. Um, dude, we're not gonna slide too far because eleven. I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's right there at four, uh, four and ten. Uh, I think we might slide down one spot at the most. I think probably we're guaranteed the fifth pick. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better. You know, I can, I gotta look I, at the NFC East, though. How long? Yeah, because even all the NFC East teams even have better records than we do. We're tied with Philadelphia at four and ten. I don't I got, think it's very likely they win their game, but I got visions, the Giants. I got visions of beating Tampa Bay last year on a pick six to end Jameis Winston's career and sliding from like nine to fourteen, like maybe even eight to 14 in a meaningless game. So uh, I just don't want that to happen. I am openly saying, don't screw this up Falcons. We're top five. So like, do not have the best game of your life. Matt Ryan's going to throw for 500 yards. Yeah. Like, okay. So he's low as eight in the draft. They were to lose the game. So looking at the NFC East standings and there's two teams that are there, the Philadelphia Eagles, or sitting there at four and ten, the Giants are five and ten. Yeah, you know, both of those teams were to lose this weekend. Um, well, if Philadelphia were to win and New York were to lose, then all of a sudden we're all tied. Yeah. So that's dude. Yeah, man, and and that's so crazy how like Philadelphia, dude. The NFL for real is unless you're the Steelers, the Patriots, 
in this in the Steelers and the Patriots, then it's not for long, man. That's what the NFL stands for. Dude, you could be the Niners being, you know, one good game away from winning the trophy to being a bottom feeder and looking for something, you know, looking for, you know, some more help. So that's a great, like Philadelphia, just a couple, couple years removed from winning it all against the, against the Patriots. So, um, but that is wild to think that if they lose, if they jump up and win a meaningless game, then they could slide down to eight, and then your whole draft board changes from there. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I don't think they will though. I think Tampa still has something to play for, and they'll win this game. Uh, Falcons. I mean, how much more could they possibly have left in their tank? I mean, they come back every week and they play decent after losing a game. In a game where I felt like they should have been just totally dejected and should not have been in it at all, and they're still in it. But I mean, it's got to catch up with them sooner or later. Just hasn't caught up with them yet. And no, it mean, has as far as losses, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, they're losing them, baby. They're still losing them. Don't worry. You don't get you don't get effort trophies in the NFL. There's still losses, but it has shown heart. Um, I don't know where you place that. Uh, you know what you place that at, but you know, it has shown heart and uh, they're a talented team. The talents, the talents there, you know, get up on, I, I, they were up on Kansas city. Um, oh, was this, was the bucks game? They were up 17, nothing on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They had the bucks shut out in the first half and the bucks scored all the points in the second half. Um, yeah, as far as the heart thing, I care a lot more about that in college. Moral victories are more important to me in college, but not in the NFL, dude, because the teams change every year. You free agents coming and going, new draft picks coming in. Yeah, they don't ask you how, they ask you how many. I, I totally right. feel, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I they got I just hope they have an entertaining one and send them out with uh, with a good, uh, with good, you know good effort but definitely lose this game so when they lose this game um we'll get score predictions at the end like we always do and i'll have a treat for all you listening uh next on our next recording i will announce the winner of our pick em challenge i know todd was unaware that we entered a challenge but we did and uh it's me versus todd i'll throw in chris and and lee's and 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 zach's um, I'll tally them up too and just kind of I'll come up with some uh, you know something but me mono a mono and we'll see how many uh who got the most right and I don't think neither one of us has done really well so it it might be slim pickings so it might we might be looking like the uh NFC e- NFC East here um anyway yeah media mediocre bowl that's what it is <laughs> the mediocre bowl <laughs> oh man you tickled me with that one um yeah man so back to this all right so let's go to the uh let's go to the draft one more time i know we talked about drafting we're going to talk a lot more about the draft but um if the falcons is there a chance the falcons let's go both ways is there a chance the falcons try to package something together and move up to a number one or, or do you see them wanting to jump one more spot? Um, I could see them still trying to to at least try to package something good, move up to number one. 
The problem is, I think at this point, especially as far as Julio Jones is concerned, is that he's not going to command as much as what he used to because teams are concerned that he's hurt, and I don't know if you're going to be able to get a lot in return for him. Uh, plus, there's the salary cap issues on top of that that would cause another franchise. So I don't know if it's – like maybe you could convince Julio and Matt Ryan to restructure their deals and take a trade. I mean, that's always a possibility, but um, as of right now, it would be a salary cap hit for those other franchises too. Okay. It, yeah. And I, I agree. You got to let, you got to, um, you got to make them say no. You got to at least pick up the phone. I mean, who knows? And um, that, in, in regards to the draft, moving up in the draft and, and the trade for Julio and even the trade for Ryan, if you, you know, there are always teams that overpay for talent anyway. If you could call them up, the Raiders will seem to always, you know, will pay for talent, maybe a little past their prime, or there are other franchises that will be willing to pay for the salary cap issues there. But okay, so tr- trading back, do you see the Falcons? Is there a possibility that the Falcons trade back in this draft? Uh, they had Thomas Dimitrov, there would be, there would have been definitely a chance of that. They probably would have, uh, Traded back to pick number 20 for a cornerback. I mean, more than likely, but I don't know. It's just really hard to tell without knowing who the general manager is going to be. I mean, we just, that's something we don't know yet. It's an intangible that's yet to come. And, uh, I, you know, I could probably get a better picture of that looking at historically how that general manager may, if it's a veteran general manager, how they've done it in the past or what franchises they were with if it was an assistant general manager. Um, right. But it's so hard to tell. I mean, I can see them possibly doing that, but man, you better be like, you must have a certain player that you're really trying to hit on if you're yeah. going to do that. I mean, if I were the Falcons, I'd keep the pick or I'd move up or keep a pick. I wouldn't try to move down. Yeah. Having a new general manager definitely changes the, uh, definitely changes that dynamic. And, uh, def- I'm, you know, I'm just probing there. There's no way I'd move back. I, you got to keep that pick. And as a general man, like a new general manager, you don't want to come in and trade back unless, like you said, unless you know, not insider information, but like, you know, unless you're confident that your guy is going to be down on the board, but yeah, I, you got to take that pick, especially if it's four top five, you, you would real, I mean, as a general manager, as a, or as an aspiring general manager, I feel like you would relish the opportunity to build something. Uh, I think that's, I think that's a cool uh, aspect of thinking about it as not an established general manager coming in and, you know, wanting to, to, um, to build a, a team, but like an aspiring general manager to come in and leave his mark. Like, you know, say he'd make a difference and like taking on a project or something and having a lot of energy to, 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 to create this baby of his first job. So uh, that's exciting. Also terrifying because they might stink and uh, you're stuck with that. So, but um, there's some other names like floating out there for general manager. We can, we can go through them later on, but like, the 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 older like the experienced general managers would you rather have an experienced general manager i guess we're going to retread an experienced general manager or an experienced retread head coach um okay honestly like i like the fresh outlook of things um general manager i don't mind getting an assistant general manager from somewhere and having them learn the ropes now there were a couple of names that like I thought having that uh, Kansas City general manager for, that was their previous was a good choice. Like it, somebody like that 
yet have now. And they are doing much better with that. Uh, with a head coach, though, I get tired of the whole retread thing in the NFL over and over and over again. I mean, how many times are you going to see these guys come in and out, in and out, and then get fired from one job after another? I mean, Adam Gates is a good example, okay? He's been with Denver as a head coach. He was with Miami as an offensive coordinator or a head coach. He's with the Jets, about to get fired from there. Like, do we need to see Adam Gates as a head coach in the NFL again? I don't think so. No. Like, that's that's an imperative, though, right? So, yeah. um I, I get tired of the whole retread thing. I like seeing fresh faces. In fact, I was reading an article the other day, and um, it was had to do with the Urban Meyer thing about you know, he's looking for an NFL job or you're checking your head. But they were talking about uh, how the NFL is going to be looking in colleges more now because they've cycled through these other NFL head coaches so much, and it's been a retread after retread after retread, that they're wanting fresh faces in the NFL, which I think is a good strategy. And the college games really come together over the last few years. It's a lot more aligned with the NFL game than it ever has been. I, um, which so I think the college route's the best route for some of these uh, for some of these franchises to actually take. I I totally agree with like talking about the game uh, the games aligning because it used to be a huge gap between the, mm-hmm. the, the triple option versus you know the 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 shotgun spread offense or whatever. Maybe that's but like the the west coast game there used to be you know just a huge gap but now they're getting closer to closer together and even like even in, uh defensively that you can see a little bit of college defense in the nfl remember ricky williams and the wildcat kind of bringing that little trend there a little now it's you know the rpo which is really an option play but you know that's a little bit of college too um so like you said the, the gap is getting closer and closer to play style it, and yeah you could find some pretty good i feel like if you could coach this is not a good saying but if you can coach you can coach but you could that's i don't i don't fall into that category i fall into you know the category of if you can lead then you could lead so like sometimes the raw raw guys don't translate into the nfl like jump in your face grab your face mask scream at you sometimes that doesn't like translate having an aura about you is uh, being a leader is more important I, i feel like i mean in both instances but I don't know. I just rambled there for a minute, but yeah, I would, yeah. I would definitely not mind a, a college head coach is what I'm saying. Well, the game is so much different now than it was 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, like it, there was a lot more run first than pass, still more of a passing league, but you ran the ball a lot more. And then, you know, like him or, or love him. He didn't hang around the NFL very long, but Chip Kelly really changed the shift. I think the NFL is then he was at Oregon. He went to Philadelphia. They really were running a college offense there. And then you see everybody league-wide started heading toward a college-type offense. And, you know, and I don't think Chip Kelly, he gets a bad rap at Philadelphia, but I thought he did a good job there for the most part. I mean, he had like one – he made the playoffs every year, had one mediocre season. They fired him. He went to San Francisco. Horrible situation there. Lost a ton of games. But people have adopted elements of his offense, and and, and that's what they're running yeah dude they're running those kind of elements in the nfl yeah dude the eagles they they would they would hike the ball with like on the play clock with like still like 30 seconds left on the play clock it was incredible how fast he was getting plays in and getting called and getting run uh they had him like huffing and puffing on the defensive side and yeah uh he made some like you said he he was in the playoffs several times uh he has some like personnel dumb decisions 
uh, think like trading. I think they traded away LaShawn McCoy's like as soon as he got there. Uh, yeah, quite fit or whatever the reason was, but I, I think Deshaun Jackson got out of town too. It's like a little some personnel stuff. That's all of the tangents. But like you said, the, the the college coach can more than ever these days translate to the NFL. So that being said, call up Dabo Sweeney and and tell him to come on down to the A. It's not very far long of a drive, and he can just set up shop in the ATL in Flowery Branch, and he can be our head coach. Yeah, well, the other thing, too, is that college coaches are really trying to get out of the game now because there's so many, like, different things going on in the NCAA, you know, watching, uh, watching over you. There's a whole getting paid for the likeness. It's going to be a nightmare for coaches. And now with the transfer portal, too, not only are you having to recruit your initial classes to the university, but you're having to keep other coaches from recruiting those players while they're at the your university inside your program or else they'll just enter the transfer portal the whole so you have to recruit recruit and and re-recruit constantly during uh, certain classes for your tenure i mean it's ridiculous and you have to placate your 19 year olds to convince them that hey your time is coming you know let's your time is coming we're gonna we're gonna get you in the we're gonna get you in the game don't you worry and you know what i've had enough coach i'm out so yeah that's exhausting that sounds like yeah, yeah, and then you're gonna have you're gonna have next year. Or so you, this the NCAA is going to take um, that the pay based on lightness. It's gonna pass for a vote this year, and once it gets voted in, then you have the advent of maybe having college kids with agents and and that kind of thing. So who's gonna sign you up for a deal with the auto local auto dealership, and you can be in a commercial? I mean, who's gonna do that? You're gonna have to have an agent, or you're gonna do it. Uh, freely, I, it's going to be a mess, and, and I don't think a lot of college coaches want anything to do with it because it's bound to bring more sanctions from the NCAA. And then there's also the possibility that the NCAA is not going to have anything to do with college football anymore. You know, I know the Power Five are trying to create their own uh, regulatory office and move away from the NCAA too. There's a lot going on. That's a lot, Todd. That is a lot going on. And if I was Dabo, I would just say, you know what? I do have a powerhouse built. I could hand the keys off somewhere. And I, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, Justin Fields needs to be in Atlanta. So deuces, I'm out. Dabo, come on down. I'm, I, I'll take him. Um, if, uh, what were we talking? Oh, okay. Back to Tampa. So we need to, the Falcons are away. They've played better on the road, but there's no way, man. Listen, let's just let's just let's just do these score predictions, man. Todd, I'm gonna give you the floor. Give me the score predictions. And I know you're gonna pick the Falcons winning, so go ahead. Yeah, sure, Stan. Um, so the last time that I picked a Tampa Bay versus Atlanta Falcons score, I picked it 31 to 10. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had the right number. But Atlanta ended up scoring 27 points. Yeah. Um, so you know what? I'm gonna stick with that score prediction. I'm gonna go 31 to 10 again. Again. And uh yeah, I just want Tampa Bay. Look, Tampa Bay just crushed Detroit the other day. They beat them 47 to 7. Yeah. After that, come off that win against the the Falcons. I think they're hot right now. The Falcons are ice cold. Uh, missed an ice cold kick at the end of the game against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm gonna go ahead and stick with that 31 to 10 prediction from a couple. Of weeks ago, I think it's gonna come true this time. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, they demolished the uh, 
demolished the Lions and knocked Stafford out of the it took Stafford out of the game. Defense played tough, held him to seven points, and Mike Evans got busy. Uh, Legarrette, look, no, not Legarrette Blunt. Uh, the other big he's still in the league. I don't think so. I think he retired. <laughs> Who's retired? Got cut or whatever. <laughs> uh. Who's the big Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette got busy, so they got a they got a balance attack going now. Not not a real balance attack, but they had a balance attack uh, against the Lions. Like you said, they're hot. Look, they're trying to round into form. I think it's going to be uh, closer than what you said, but I'm going to go. Um, I'm going a little bit lower score, going uh, 27-17. 10 point differential. Um, mm-hmm. I think they I think the Falcons end up kicking some field goals. I think their red zone is atrocious, the Falcons. And um, I think the uh the Patriots wow. I think Tampa Bay Patriots. is trying to, Yeah, sorry, I've ruined that. We're gonna play them. We're playing the Patriots right after the Tampa game. We're gonna play one extra this year. <laughs> we better not. That would be a that would be a you're talking about the uh what what'd you say earlier? The leftover bowl? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the uh, mediocre bowl, the mediocre, mediocre bowl. bowl. That would be the mediocre yeah. bowl. Um, so yeah, so my prediction is 27 17. Your prediction was 31 10. Uh, both having Tampa Bay win in this game. And uh, in our next episode, we will tally them up and see who how we did for the uh, oh, for the uh, for the score predictions. And um, thank y'all guys for listening this year. Uh, happy New Year to everybody listening. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, we appreciate you joining us in this ride and taking some time to listen to us today. Um, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, and until next year, Falcons fans, rise up.